uh, builds endurance, it helps your heart cardiovascularly, it helps your discipline, it helps your sleep. Hello, welcome back to another riveting episode of Circe Health Pod. Today we're continuing our backyard series. Last time we were coming to you from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and today we're coming to you from the suburbs of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in which we are not eating cheesesteaks, but maybe some fun vegan food. Anyway, I digress. As always, we'd like to remind you that our goal in these podcasts is to educate you and empower you so that you can prevent and or bid farewell to chronic health issues permanently. So Great. getting into, sorry. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> so moving on to today's topic, actually we're doing part one of two yet again, and today we are focusing on ability-appropriate exercises for maximum health benefits. Ajoy, turning it over to you. Would you like to introduce yourself? Because oh. uh, it's been like three, four episodes and we've not really told the audience who we are. Why not? If you've forgotten, my name is Dr. Jenny Prabhu. I am the CEO and co-founder of Circe Health. I am a double-boarded medical doctor in both internal medicine, which is the care of adults, particularly with complex diseases, and pediatrics, which of course is the care of kiddos. Ajoy? Um, and I'm Ajoy Prabhu. I am not the CEO. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the co-founder of Sourcey Health. And uh, by training, I'm a research pathologist. So I really uh, research the true origin of diseases and what causes diseases, not as much as treatment, which is what, I, what we leave to doctors such as um, Dr. Jenny. So uh, without further ado, let's begin, right? Yeah. So um, age appropriate or, sorry, you know, we keep saying age appropriate and that's not the appropriate thing to do. What we decided to do was we said, let's just talk about ability appropriate exercises that we can do for maximum health benefit. So um, the first thing I would like to do is just like talk about what kind of exercises are we talking about? Like, you know, what, what are the different types categories. of categories of exercises, right? So um, let's start with the, the common ones and then we'll just, you know, stick to the common ones because that's what people are used to. Um, the first one is stretching or yoga. Um, and the second one is weight training. Uh, the third is, uh, this is something I can, I can never pronounce this properly. I'll say it for you. Calisthenics. Yes, you. Oh, calisthen calisthenics. <laughs> which is body weight exercise. So where you don't really use weights and, and just kind of like, you know, do exercises with body weight. And last but not least is aerobic. And uh, we'll go over one of one by one, right? And kind of give our views on each one of them. And uh, then we'll talk about, um, you know, when to eat, what to eat, tricks to get you motivated, losing weight with the exercise, what to drink, other resources that you might uh, find useful. Um, so let's begin. Let's All right. Start. Yeah, go ahead. So start let's start at what should be the beginning of everyone's exercise routine, which I think, Ajoy, you and I are sometimes bad about mm -hmm. doing, stretching. Um, if you compare stretching um, to getting your muscles and your body in general ready for a workout, that's probably a good way, good place to begin. Um, I think about, you know, warming things up. It's kind of like it wading your way into a pool, getting your body used to it, instead of jumping straight into an ice cold pool, you're getting your body in gradually. And so there's less chance of shock, less chance of 
injury, most importantly with exercise. So if you're, if the blood is already flowing and the oxygen is getting to the right places, then there's less chance of, in a, sorry, less chance of injury and less chance of being severely sore afterwards. So that it, like me, you know, no. well, like both of us, I guess. I don't know about you, but I do remember like it took me months to get out of that, uh, so I got into a, a body stretching exercise. It was not really yoga, but with a little bit of weights. And I just jumped right into it. And I picked up a, a weight that was not appropriate, I guess, for... Um, Your ability was, at the time? For my just, ability at I'm the time. I'm just going back to our yes, title here. <laughs> my ability at the time. And uh, I stretched maybe a tad too much. And uh, unfortunately, the, the, you know, my, some of my muscles went into a spasm. And it took me a good three months or so to... Yeah, this is a plug for all those impatient people like me. So it might be a pain to do a couple minutes of stretching. But if you think about it, a joyous example is a good one. If you don't stretch, you can set yourself back sometimes weeks with an injury. So just take the time to stretch and it'll pay off in the end. Yeah. And um, before we go into those categories of exercise, let's just keep talking. Oh, how sweet. I don't know what that word is. But let's just keep talking about um, what we need to do before um, the exercises. For example, the drinking. So what should we be drinking um, before exercising? Yeah, I guess maybe we can just take them through uh, a good routine. Yeah, yeah. So um, even before you stretch, I guess, uh, make sure you're hydrated. Don't sit and guzzle a gallon of water because um, that's also shocking your body. So we recommend kind of you know, let's say you're planning to exercise at 6 a.m., you may need to actually get up at 5 a.m. and start drinking a couple cups of water, a couple ounces emptying your bowels of water at a time. Not only will that get your your uh, muscles and joints limber from the fluid, but it'll also, as Joy just mentioned, maybe encourage your body to uh, cleanse itself naturally through your bowels, through your urine get some of those toxins that have been building up over the day or overnight, depending on when you choose to exercise. So uh, I think getting fluids in is very important. Yeah, fluids reminds me, um, you know, some people say that you can have coffee, etc. Try not to overdo it. I mean, yes, coffee is not a bad idea. I remember having just like a two sips of coffee and then keeping the, the mug away and then going back and microwaving it. So just a couple of sips of coffee will help in terms of your, you know, um, Feeling a little bit up. more energized, yeah, but don't overdo it because, you know, your heart rate is going to go up anyway. And this uh, is not necessary. Sorry to interrupt. You can just have water. You don't have to yes, have yes, coffee correct. or an energy drink or anything oh, before you exercise. Oh, definitely not an energy drink. Yeah. yeah. Correct, correct. Because just like Ajoy said, your heart rate's already going to be up. You don't want to start at a higher level. Yeah, yeah. That could be dangerous. Right, right. Um, oh, and sorry, here hmm? I go again, interrupting <laughs> my theme. Speaking from a doctor's perspective, always talk to your doctor yes. to your family doctor before starting any exercise routine um, for various reasons it may not be safe it may not be the right time so make sure you always get get um, an okay from your healthcare professional that's true uh, very true what about eating uh, before exercising how, how long so that's should a, they... I think that's a very personal question um, in our upcoming podcast yeah. I'll tell you why you most certainly do not need to eat before exercising in fact I prefer not to but that's a whole other subject or two or three for our following uh, podcast yeah. but um, yes if you feel like you uh, need some extra energy then we recommend some easily easy to digest 
calories, um, simple carbs, yeah. simple but healthy carbs. Uh, fruit, I think, is mm -hmm. a great mm -hmm. addition or uh, starchy um, breads, something yeah. like that, plain toast, something yeah. very bland, nothing yeah. too oily, nothing too fried, or nothing, nothing fried too, at too all. Nothing too sweet either. Nothing too sweet because you also don't want your blood sugar to go up and crash down when you're exercising. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in most cases, medically, really all you need is water. Yep, correct. Um, and as far as uh, drink versus eating, eating we should give, we typically recommend that you give a longer period before you start uh, exercising. Yeah. So at least an hour at the minimum. Mm -hmm. I go so far as uh, uh, waiting for at least two hours before I exercise. Anything uh, in particular about the, the different types of exercise? Let's go over them. So yoga, for example. Yoga is appropriate for every age group and, yeah, and yoga ability can be types, right? tailored to yeah, yeah, beginner, that's the best part. moderate, advanced. Um, so that's the great part about yoga. It's a I think a great place for anyone's exercise regimen to begin is with yoga because yeah. not only does it build um, build muscle, uh, build endurance, it helps your heart cardiovascularly, it helps your discipline, it helps your sleep, which in turn helps your exercise. I think that's something we didn't even put on our list of things, of talk, right, right, things right. to talk about, but if you're choosing to do exercise, make sure you're sleeping well. Because yeah. not getting enough rest will absolutely make your exercise more difficult. Yeah. And as far as abilities are concerned, now let's talk about the abilities of, uh, you know, stretching uh, slash yoga exercises. Uh, so, for example, you know, people who, who cannot uh, do too many of these stretching exercises or, or they find it tiring or they, they just don't have the flexibility anymore. Um, the, the best highly recommended is chair yoga. You just Google chair yoga, you'll find tons of resources on the web um videos. you can look at in videos yeah youtube videos are tons of them uh, we i don't think we've made any chair yoga videos but you know please look them up and then you'll find plenty of resources for the person who's doing it no, on a normal basis our recommendation is oh we'll get to the motivation part right i mean in terms of schedules yeah, and stuff like that. okay we'll talk about that later um for normal yoga i guess you know you just do it normally and of course people who have uh, ability to do more advanced yoga. I can tell you uh, from my personal, ex not my personal experience, from experience of another friend of mine, he does nothing but yoga and he is, how old do you think he is? Maybe like, uh, he must be hitting almost 48, 50. And he is muscular, full of muscles and, you know, really built well. Um, and all he does is yoga. He does not do a single bit of weight exercises or running or anything. So yoga can be a, a phenomenal thing. And I just remember we used to do something called PX, P, P90X, which was a really like a CrossFit, the today's CrossFit types. And the gentleman who used to do that, he used to do a lot of pull-ups. I mean, eight, nine, ten pull-ups right in front of our eyes, he could do without a problem. And he said that he could do the pull-ups not because of the fact that he can pick up more weight, but because he does yoga, I still remember his words. So that's you know, it's 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 important to know that yoga has a lot of benefits. Absolutely. Yeah. So moving on to the next category, which is uh, weight training, um, kind of like the um, stereotype with yoga, just like you know, um, skinny people walking around and saying "om" all the time. Uh, weight training. I think a lot of people think of big muscular men yeah. in tiny little shorts <laughs> walking around and eating large hunks of meat. 
So um, that is, I mean, of course, you know, coming from us, that is absolutely not true. Uh, we could talk for hours about why that is not true. But uh, I think weight training, of course, is important to build muscle, but it's also important to strengthen bones, yeah. which is why I just want to put in a plug for women mm -hmm. uh, doing weight training. I'm sure you've heard me ramble about this before, but, um, you know, one of the biggest uh, issues of uh, morbidity or just uh, illness or difficulty with everyday life in older women, and sometimes not even that older women, is osteoporosis, which is weak bones. And the single most important way to prevent that through exercise is weight training. So it doesn't have to be lifting, you know, 60 kilos and bench pressing. You can do as little as two, three kilos, do it often enough, and your bones will be strengthened from the inside out. And you don't have to worry about if you trip and fall, breaking your hip, um, yeah. just as an example. So, so that's for, you know, prevention, but also um, for weight loss. I think we mentioned, I probably mentioned this in our weight loss podcast, um, if you build up your muscles, then muscles, especially big muscles like your thigh, your thighs, your buttocks muscles, your abdominal muscles, need to burn a lot of calories to be maintained. So if you have more muscle, you're just burning more calories without any extra work. So big plug for weight loss, sorry, for weight training for weight loss. Yeah. And uh, on a practical side, I want to give a little tip for those who do not have any uh, weights or, uh, uh, yeah, first let me tell you about People don't have the, you know, not everybody has weights in their house, houses, but they have big books or grocery bags. So, you know, you can, or, or you know, dal and, you know, lentils and stuff like that in, in bags in their homes. Uncooked. Uncooked, yes, uncooked, yes, <laughs> uncooked. Uh, and, you know, they weigh a fair bit and you can just, you know, you can tailor the amount of weight that you want to pick up and, and do that. Uh, it's very easy, you know, you can just go to the kitchen and find something and, don't you want to share that anecdote, Aju, about when we didn't have weights, when we were stranded right. in Puerto Rico? That's right. Yeah. I'm sure so, you want to share it. Yes, I, I had <laughs> almost forgotten about that, but I, it was in the back of my mind. Uh, when we were in Puerto Rico, we barely had anything um, with us. And at that time, what I would do is I would go grocery shopping, come back, or Dr. Jenny would go grocery shopping and bring back our grocery bags. And I would actually keep the groceries in the grocery bag till we actually needed it. Why? because I could simply use those as weights. And when that was not, well, that was okay for small muscles. For larger muscles, I would use my smaller children. But, uh, um, you know, whatever works for you, you should try to do. And if you don't have weights at all, that's perfectly fine, because we now should move to the next one, which is calisthenics. Calisthenics. Calisthenics, I got that. Uh, uh, I also want to just moving back to using small children oh. as weights. Please ask their parents if it's okay I mean, before if you, you use If you're the parent, please be very careful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't. Yeah. Um, so calisthenics, I think, even though I can pronounce it better, you can talk just, more or okay. speak more to the health benefits. Yeah. So, so why don't you sure, go for sure. it? <laughs> so think about calisthenics as simply like, for example, doing push-ups, right? I mean, those who are able to do push-ups. So again, we're talking about ability appropriate uh, so let's go back again and talk about uh, ability-appropriate exercises. So people who cannot do calisthenics, um, uh, you know, well, then they, you know, they're not they're, they're not very strong. You can do yet. simple yet. Correct. That's right. We want you to be stronger. So when you when you're not strong enough, what you can do is simply sit, start with very simple stuff. For example, you sit 
and keep your uh, feet about uh, uh, maybe four or five inches away from Hip the distance. chair um, in a sit up in an upright position on a chair and just simply get up without using your hands without using your hands and sit back down get up and sit back down and you can do this as many times as you can till such time as you start feeling a little burning in your legs and thigh muscles and then you stop that exercise for about a minute or two minutes and then do it again do that three times so that's the easiest one you can do probably even easier than that is yeah. simply walking upstairs right i don't know is it I think so. I mean, uh, it's a little difficult to stand up out of a chair for a lot of people without using and your hands. And also hand. they can use the handrail. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking about modifying the squat, which I yeah. think most people know about. So yeah. going up and down stairs is still using your quadriceps muscles, those big muscles I was talking about before. So start with that and then you'll start getting stronger and then you can move to the chair squats, which is That's what Ajoy was describing. And then doing your own squats. And I, I hate squats. I still hate squats, but I probably see the most benefit yeah. doing squats on a regular basis than honestly from most exercises. So that's yeah, a yeah. great one to yeah. do. Yeah. And also um, people who um, don't, be, don't be afraid of doing things like push-ups and stuff like that. I'm not, when I say push-ups, don't, don't immediately jump to conclusions that I'm talking about push-ups uh, on the floor. You can do push-ups against a wall. So stand really close to the wall, maybe about a foot, ab a foot away from the wall and just push the wall. And then get back, lean back on the wall and push the wall again. You know, do that as many times till you start feeling a little burning sensation in your arms, the upper arms and chest. Stop. Wait for two minutes. Two minutes is perfectly fine for you to wait. Do it again. And then again, when you feel burning, this time you'll feel the burning a little sooner. Stop. Again, wait for two minutes. And, and don't we have some handy dandy videos that show how to do some of these exercises? Yeah, but I think uh, they may not be as uh, ability appropriate. So I think maybe they are, I don't remember. Maybe they do. I, I'll, you know, so please look up our YouTube channel and there are some, just type in, uh, in Cersei Health and then type exercise and you should be able to find yeah. that. And we'll, we promise we'll make some updated we'll make some ones. More. Yeah, we'll make an update to those. Um, All right, so next. No, but before we oh, go, to, before we go past uh, calisthenics, 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 before we go past calisthenics, why I also want to tell you that as you go up in your ability to do body exercises, I would highly, very highly recommend um, two things I want to mention is get bands. These are like, like basically bands. like rubber bands, but thick exercise bands. You can carry them to wherever you travel because you know they don't weigh anything. And yet you can do very, um, you know, like effective exercises with these. Um, you can, you can, you know, you can hold the bands uh, down and then, you know, pull them up um, and so on and so forth. So the bands are really good. And the last but not least, the, more, the people who are really fairly decent in, in their calisthenics, what they can do is um, if, they, if you don't have a gym to go to, you can just buy a El Cheapo, um, uh, what is it called? The pull-up bar. And you don't have to do full pull-ups if you cannot do that. You can just hang from that or just pull up just a little bit or put a stool underneath it and stand on the stool, st hold the bar and walk off the stool. So when you walk off the stool, you will try to pull yourself up as much as possible. So that's another way of kind of like um, incrementally increasing your, your strength, shoulder strength, back strength and, and um, chest strength. So that is as far as uh, calisthenics is concerned. Um, What's the next one? The next one so I think is final, the most appropriate. Of, uh, yeah, final category is my favorite, which yeah, is aerobic yeah. exercise. And aerobic basically means using oxygen. So um, 
that's how I remember because you're breathing harder when you're doing aerobic exercise, you're getting your heart pumping um, and you're moving oxygen to every part of your body and making it healthy. So I think most people probably think about um, things like uh, jogging, riding a bike, uh, that sort of thing. But there's, you know, even simpler things you can do. Um, running in place, you can do jumping jacks, mm -hmm. you can do, again, using going up the stairs, kind of everyday activities. But uh, we want to reinforce the fact that a, a um, casual walk around the block, we would not consider aerobic exercise. I mean, it's good. Please do keep doing your walks. But exercise to the point where it's aerobic and it's benefiting your body should really be to where you are out of breath like you can't carry on a full conversation with someone on the phone or with whomever you're walking with that is considered aerobic exercise if you're lucky enough to have a smart watch or something that's monitoring your heart rate even better but a good rule of thumb is if you can't get through a full sentence because you're breathing kind of mo moderately out of breath that means that you're appropriately working your heart of course you should not be having chest pain that's a whole other issue anyway um, one aerobic exercise that I think is not recognized as much that I think is honestly the perfect exercise if you're lucky enough to have access to it is swimming um, I know a lot of people don't have access to it but if you do I would prefer you do that over everything else because not only you're getting aerobic exercise you're also um, strengthening your muscles because you're using the resistance of the water and you're not stressing your joints out. So I think that is yeah. the most perfect exercise, but of course not everyone has access yeah. to it. Um, and, you know, I cannot let a single podcast go without talking about some study or the other. Oh, I was waiting for it. <laughs> Sorry. I was trying to get uncomfortable. <laughs> I know. So um, for years, I've been doing a type of exercise called HIT. I'm sure a lot of people know what that is. That is... H-I-I-T, which is high interval... High intensity. Sorry, <laughs> high intensity interval, interval training. training. What that means basically is that you run for uh, a length of time, let's say uh, 30 seconds or so. Not even run. You just do no. some kind of aerobic exercise. It doesn't have to oh, be yeah, running. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Some kind of uh, aerobic exercise. You can do jumping bed jacks, for example, for 30 seconds or a minute, and then you stop for 30 seconds or a minute. And then again, you do it. So you do repeat it again and again, like 15, 20 times. And, uh, you know, you're done. It's it's considered to be more effective than simply running or simply doing um, um, jumping jacks or simply skipping rope. It's better because you're increasing your heart rate, decreasing it, increasing it, decreasing it, and so on. Apparently, that's very effective. However, here is good news for people who don't want to hear what I just said. The good news is that if you just do the same thing by simply walking fast and slow, it does the same darn thing in terms of your effectiveness of, you know, dropping your blood pressure and so on. So those are the kind of things that we have not talked about, like um, benefits, but we will talk about it in a future episode, perhaps. And I want to put one more plug in for you talking about hit or interval. Reminds me, if you, like me, are afraid of or not too fond of, or used to be not too fond of jogging, you know, long distance running. If you Google couch to 5K, that is a great introduction into long distance running if that's something you're interested that's in. It's an app, right? Uh, there, yeah, there's like several, several different types of apps. There's different, um, you don't even need the app, you can just download like a, a schedule to oh, teach okay. you how. Okay. 
uh, anyway, that I think that that's how I got into running. Um, and now I am still not particularly fast, but I definitely enjoy it a lot more after learning how to pace yourself with a couch to 5K. So yeah. that's just one plug for that. And as far as aerobic exercise is concerned, I guess we've gone through the least, uh, like people who have not much ability to do aerobic exercise, they can just do the fast walking and and slow walking, right? That's the yeah. most effective. And then people who are, you know, moderately, if, uh, uh, have moderate ability to do, to run, they can actually run. Um, keep in mind that if you feel that you cannot run, it's perfectly fine, especially if it hurts your knees mm -hmm. or if it hurts your ankles or, or any your other back. joints, yeah. or your back. If it hurts your back or knees or joint, or any, any joints, um, please stop because it's not appropriate for you. You should try to do fast walking or some other form of exercise, some other form of aerobic exercises is good for you. Um, and then people, of course, who have greater ability, they can just, I guess, and if they are um, well trained and, you know, they can sustain runs, then nothing like it. Go, go ahead and, and, and do running. One other thing I want to mention is low impact aerobics is also extremely, extremely useful, which I did not want to skip, which is, for example, things like cycling or um, uh, rowing or what is that uh, uh, skiing? What is that thing? Nordic. Nordic track. Nordic track. There was a company called Nordic track. They used to make these ski machines that you stand Simulated cross-country. Simulate, sim simulated uh, cross-country skiing. So um, those kind of things are low impact and that will not hurt your knees at all. And those are great ones to do. Um, cycling or, or what is it called? Standing cycling or what is it? Stationary bike mm -hmm. is a fantastic one because um, it does not hurt your knees or, or, or anything. And, you know, you can you can do that. One thing I do want to mention now that we finished all the categories is what type of exercise, Dr. Jenny, is most appropriate for um, health benefits? Well, I'm going to stop you there and say I think we've rambled on enough for part one. Okay. So okay. why don't we get into that more in yeah. part two? Okay. And we'll leave people with this amazing cliffhanger. <laughs> yes, I can okay. see them waiting with bated breath. <laughs> yeah, right. So let's not keep them waited yeah, at, the, waiting the, anymore. Yeah. So uh, in three days' time, we will publish part two. So please stay tuned. Thank you so much. Um, hope you have a... Lovely songbird-filled day. <laughs> we really hope you enjoyed our conversation. Can you think about one thing or an idea that you can start to introduce into your own life? that will help make your life healthier and less stressful. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd really appreciate it if you can take a few seconds to share the podcast with your friends and family. Thank you so much for listening. And always remember, your health is literally in your own hands. Making lifestyle changes is not an easy task, but we promise you will be aptly rewarded with a long, healthy, and disease-free life.